Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is here. Week 18, win or go home for the AFC South crown. What do the Titans need to do to win? I'll tell you what the game plan should be for Josh Dobbs. We'll talk about the defensive side of the ball and how the Titans can create turnovers on Trevor Lawrence. Then we'll look at the individual matchups in this game. I'll tell you who needs to shut down Evan Ingram and why the Titans special teams unit must be special. We're going to talk about all of that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it has arrived for all the marbles. The Titans are looking to win three straight division titles in a row, but the upstart Jacksonville Jaguars are looking to get their slice of the AFC South pie. What do the Titans need to do to hold off the Jags and win this game? I'm going to dive into my complete game plan with you guys today, starting with what should the Titans plan be For Josh Dobbs. I think that's the most important thing here. Before we get into it, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And if you're somebody who's very confident in the Tennessee Titans, you're getting some pretty good odds. I believe the spread is six and a half or seven. So if you're someone who does think the Titans are going to win this game, that's a smash spot for you. Now, I wouldn't advise that, but hey, your money, your confidence, just letting you know where you can make that happen. Do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. What a season, the ups and downs. Just want to say thank you to all of you guys for being here with me every single Monday through Friday. But the train doesn't stop here. If the Titans do get into the playoffs, if the Titans go into off-season mode, doesn't matter. I'm going to be with you Monday through Friday, all year round, on all platforms, for free. So make sure that you stay locked in to the Locked on Titans podcast. I'll be going live on Saturday night after the primetime matchup to break down everything that took place. But diving into this game plan, Josh Dobbs. Look, guys, I've been critical of Dobbs. I wouldn't even say super critical. I've been honest about Dobbs for the most part. Maybe a little bit of of criticism from, uh, you know, dealing with some of the feedback that I've been getting. But that's not what today's show is about. We got to talk about how the Titans can win the game. That's what my Friday show is always dedicated to, the game plan to win. So if you're someone who wants to win this game, this show is for you. And number one for me, the best way to help Josh Dobbs is Derrick Henry. Guys, Jaguars fans will come in the chat, they'll come on Twitter, and they'll tell you, the Jags whooped you guys last time. Okay, watch the film back. The Titans were moving the ball at will on the Jaguars. They committed four turnovers on offense. You're never going to win a game if you commit that many turnovers. So I'm not saying that the Titans are going to beat the Jaguars. All I'm saying is the game would have been a ton closer if not for four crazy turnovers by the Titans. So, number one, 
Derrick Henry had 100 rushing yards, 98 to be exact, in the first quarter, the last time these two teams played. They're going to need that again. Derrick Henry is going to have to go nuts. He's going to have to carry him to a point. That's the first step of helping Josh Dobbs win this game is Derrick Henry needs to be the king. He needs to dominate in his hometown like he always does. That is the number one step. And if Derrick Henry goes for a buck 50, Derrick Henry goes for close to 200, the Titans will be in this game and it'll be a close one. It'll be close. I'm not saying that guarantees a win by any stretch of the imagination, but it will give the Titans a chance to be there in the end. Now, outside of the run game with Dobbs, we saw a big criticism of Todd Downing is he has not leaned into the strengths of the quarterback at his disposal whether it be Ryan Tannehill, whether it be Malik Willis, whether it be Josh Dobbs. Todd Downing is not setting these guys up for success. Plain and simple. So in this game, there's nothing left to lose. It's win or go home. If Todd Downing doesn't go all out to put Josh Dobbs in a position to succeed, well, I think he's going to be fired or should be fired anyway. This would be the nail in the coffin for Todd Downing. But look, it's simple. You can't leave Josh Dobbs back in the pocket like he's Peyton Manning, Ryan Tannehill, or something like he's a drop-back quarterback. You need to get play-action boots mixed in. You need sprint-out rollouts on throws. Half-field reads where he rolls out quickly to one side. It's a high-low read. What does the defender do? I take the underneath. I take the the over-the-top. Make it easy for him. They're going to have to mix in some RPO to give Josh Dobbs easy throws. and also. The screen game. I saw somebody earlier say one of the first comments in the chat was about the screen game. The Titans have to be able to do that because there's easy plays for Josh Dobbs to execute. All of this stuff that I'm talking about, Todd Downing's done it. But he does it once or twice a half at most. A lot of these things he does once a half and then they never do it again. This has to be a complete game plan to help Josh Dobbs and do what he can do. Get him out of the pocket. Let him use his legs. Give him easy reads against the defense. Give him screen passes that are just simple passes and let the playmakers who are actual NFL starting level players, let them do the job. It's simple how you use a quarterback like Josh Dobbs, but unfortunately, we have seen Todd Downing can't figure out the simple things, let alone the complex things. So if they want to do Josh Dobbs a service and they want to give themselves a chance to win this game, You need to do a ton of play action, a ton of play action bootlegs, sprint out bootlegs out to the outside. You need to have screens built in, have RPO built in. And now, and now that Josh Dobbs has been with the team and played in a game, you would think that he's more comfortable with those things. He knows more of the playbook. He can do a little bit more. Look, one thing I'll never criticize is Josh Dobbs IQ. I mean, the guy is an astrophysicist, astro Dobbs. So we know that he's an intelligent guy. I think that Josh Dobbs is going to have a lot more of the playbook available to him this week. So to me, it's simple. Just to repeat it again, play action boot, sprint out rollouts for Josh Dobbs, half field reads where you take the underneath guy or you take the over guy. Make it simple for him. Give him screens. Give him RPOs so you can quickly get the ball into your playmaker's hands. Look, it's no secret. I don't think Josh Dobbs is anywhere near an NFL-level starter. But the Titans will have Derrick Henry. 
and we'll have Chigakonkwo, and we'll have Austin Hooper, and we'll have Robert Woods, and I know that Traylon Burke showed up on the injury report, but based on what Mike Vrabel said on Thursday, it looks like Burks will play in the game, and by God, why not? If the Titans lose, then he can rest for the next five months, okay? So, to me, the game plan should be simple, and you should focus on the things that you know that Josh Dobbs can execute correctly. If Todd Downing refuses to do that, then the Titans don't have a shot to keep up. So they're going to need Josh Dobbs in situations that are easy for him to execute. And with the Titans' offense and what they do already naturally, it's right there in front of them. Just call the correct plays. But that's a lot to ask for from Todd Downing. So as I said, I don't think the Titans win the game. But like me and Tony said yesterday, if the Titans can play this game in a phone booth, if they can muddy it up, if they can keep the score low, then who's to say Derrick Henry doesn't break off a 50-yard run and give them the lead? Who's to say you don't have a quick screen to Burks or Chig that they take for 50 yards for a touchdown? These things are possible if the Titans keep it close and they need to give Josh Dobbs the right environment to do so. Can Todd Downing produce that correct environment? I have my doubts, but I would put that more on Todd Downing than I'm going to put it on Josh Dobbs. So I think it's definitely possible that Dobbs can go out and play a good game and lead the Titans to a victory, but only, only if Todd Downing doesn't completely ruin it with a terrible game plan that doesn't play to his strengths. Don't make Dobbs Ryan Tannehill. Let Josh Dobbs be Josh Dobbs. Also, shout out to all these, uh, not all, but a couple of Jacks fans. in the. You guys realize that you're just helping my channel, right? Thank you for the comments and the views and all that. I don't know. Whatever. You guys think you're doing, go ahead and do it. Do of all. Whatever. Anyways, moving forward, uh, we got to talk about the defense because we talk about Josh Dobbs, we talk about the offense, but the defense is going to have to win this game for the Titans. Before we get into that, though, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Look, Price Picks is daily fantasy made simple. Price Picks has projections for every player. Derrick Henry, 100 rushing yards. Trevor Lawrence, two interceptions. Chickaconquo, three catches. You guys catch my drift. There's a projection there. All you do is you pick two to five players and you say whether the player is going to do more or less than what the projection is. If you hit, you can get up to 10 times your money on your entry. All you have to do is go to prizepicks.com or just download the Price Picks app from your app store on your phone. Sign up and enter the promo code locked on. If you're a first time user, you're going to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So you sign up at Prize Picks, you use the promo code locked on, you deposit 100, you get a free 100. You deposit 50, you get a free 50. So make sure that you go to prizepicks.com right now or download the Prize Picks app. Use that promo code locked on for a 100% instant deposit match. Titans fans, let's continue our game plan preview in this week 18 matchup for all the marbles. All right, guys, we talked about offense, what the Titans need to do with Josh Dobbs. Derrick Henry has to dominate. But on defense, it's simple. Pressure. Pressure, pressure, pressure. In my opinion, the Titans have three starters on their defense on their defensive line that are in the rush package that are going to be available. Autry, Simmons, and Weaver. I think those are three starters next year. You add in Tart, 
That's four starters that are going to be available on the defensive line. Not to mention Demarcus Walker and his seven sacks on the year. The Titans have enough in the pass rush department to completely alter this game. Throughout the entire year and last year, if we're honest, the Titans' greatest strength was the pass rush, was the defensive line. They have to be worth their stuff in this game. But let me say this. It's not just about getting pressure. You have to contain. One person I'm going to point out, and when we get into the offseason, I'm going to do little conversations about different players. One of the players that we're going to focus on is Rashad Weaver. I came into the season with high hopes that Rashad Weaver could take over for Bud Dupree. I still think that's going to happen, but I'm not as confident in that right now because Weaver has shown that he is completely undisciplined. And quite frankly, if you go back to that draft story, Maybe it's not a shock that he's an undisciplined player, but we don't have time to talk about that right now. Either way, he's been incredibly undisciplined in his rush lanes. He is, if you go back throughout the season, a lot of these times where quarterbacks are getting outside of the pocket and making the Titans pay, it's because Weaver or Bud Dupree got way too far up the field and gave an easy rush lane for Trevor Lawrence. That touchdown run that Trevor Lawrence had in the last game, that was on Rashad Weaver for breaking contain and losing discipline in his rush. Okay. So they have to put pressure on Lawrence, but you're doing yourself a disservice if you get past the quarterback. Yeah, Justin Parr says, Bud always likes to run 30 yards past the quarterback. Well, Rashad Weaver does too, okay? So you cannot do that because Lawrence, while he's not Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson or anything like that, Lawrence has the mobility to beat you with his legs. He can make you pay, okay? Even if he's not a complete burner or anything like that. And I think he has deceptive speed anyway with the long stride. So you have to rush and get pressure on Lawrence, but you have to do it intelligently where you don't open up avenues for him to get easy yards. Because the reality is, the Titans are going to play man coverage, and they should play man coverage in this one. You know me, I would tell you all year long whether the Titans need to play more man, whether the Titans need to go zone. This is a man coverage game. And the thing is, when you play man coverage, that means that the quarterback, it's easier for them to run because guys have their backs turned. They're focused on their man. It's not like zone where everyone's sitting down with eyes on the quarterback, okay? So man coverage makes it conducive for a quarterback to get out of the pocket. That's why contained rush, rush integrity is so, so important. And in my opinion, Lawrence is a guy who likes to hold the ball. Lawrence is a guy who wants to make plays. He wants to run around, try to extend the play, keep it open. He's not a guy who wants to take the check down. He's not a guy who wants to throw it out of bounds. He's a young player who wants to use his athleticism to make plays. Well, when guys play like that, if you keep them in the pocket, you make them consistently move around, they are prone to mistakes. Last year, the Titans got four interceptions off Trevor Lawrence in a game from exactly that. He refuses to let the play die. Now. As Jaguars fans can tell you, that's resulted in some incredible plays for Trevor Lawrence. But that is a double-edged sword that could result in turnovers. And as I have said all week long, the real key to victory for the Titans is turnovers. I think the Titans need three, maybe four turnovers in this game because the reality here is Jacksonville's offense dwarfs the Titans' offense in its current state. With the offensive line, the weapons, Dobbs in at quarterback, the Jaguars have a much better offense than the Titans. So, how do you equalize that? Turnovers. Take away opportunities from the Jaguars' offense. Give more and easier opportunities to Titans' offense. That is the key. And it all starts up front with an intense 
but contained an intelligent rush plan. Okay? So, with that, like I said, man coverage will be key. Look, Jacksonville has a nice set of weapons. It's not bad by any means, but Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, are we worried about their outside receivers? Not tremendously, and that's been the biggest weakness for the Titans all year is the outside receivers. So if that's not your biggest threat, then you're worried about the middle of the field. Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. Ingram destroyed the Titans last time they played. What Ingram have? What was it? Uh, 126,000 yards, I think it was, that he had in that game. Um, but anyways, the point is here. The way the Titans can play this is with their cover one man look. You play man coverage. You have a linebacker or safety cover the intermediate middle of the field. And then you have one safety playing deep. What the Titans like to do is, say you have man coverage on a slot receiver or you have man coverage on Evan Ingram. And he runs those drag routes across the field. Well, the Titans linebackers, Jack Gibbons and Monty Rice or Dylan Cole, they don't have the athleticism to run with Evan Ingram and man coverage. So what you do is, and this is a, a technique that the Titans play with their cover one man coverage, what they will do is they will have the intermediate over the middle zone defender pick up that man on the drag route across the field, and then the guy who was initially in man coverage will then drop back and become the zone defender in the middle of the field. That can confuse quarterbacks, and it kind of negates the athletic advantage that Ingram will have on the linebackers that are covering. So that is a great way to try to take him away. Will it work every time? Will it be perfect? No, but you got to just give yourself the best plan possible and try to execute as best as you possibly can. So to me, man coverage, because you're not incredibly afraid of the Jags wide receivers, play cover one man, and you could basically have a spy on Evan Ingram or Trevor Lawrence at that point. Because once... The guy who was in the zone originally goes with the drag route and the guy who was initially in man drops back in zone. Now the guy that dropped back in the zone after having man responsibility can now become a, a spy on Trevor Lawrence and hypothetically, it's going to be a cornerback or a safety who was initially in man coverage. And now you have a faster athlete that can run with Trevor Lawrence because Dylan Cole, Monty Rice, Jack Gibbons, they simply don't have the speed to do so. So... That's the plan for me. It's cut and dry. Derrick Henry has to absolutely dominate. Todd Downing has to give an executable plan to Josh Dobbs and play to his strengths. The Titans have to have intelligent, contained pressure on Trevor Lawrence and force him to hold the ball and try to make plays. And they got to play cover one man so that they can play that pass-off technique with the zone coverage uh, with the intermediate zone man to try to take away Evan Ingram over the middle of the field. I know it's a lot to execute. The Jags are a good football team, but that has to be the plan. And I think the Titans are capable of doing it, even if I don't necessarily think that the Titans win the game. But we're going to zoom in now. It's time to talk about some individual players, some individual matchups. And I'll tell you why the Titans' special teams needs to be special in this one. Before we get into it, though, do want to tell you guys a little bit more about today's title sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports wagering information. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. They have pro football. They have college football. They have pro basketball, college basketball. They even have esports at betonline.net. So make sure that you head to their website today or you can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. 
Titans fans, we are going to cap off today's game plan preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about the offense. We talked about the defense, what the game plan needs to be schematically there. Now, again, we're going to dive into some individual players and individual matchups that I think will go a long way to deciding this one. Before we get into it, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen Every day, remember, I'm going to be going live immediately after the game to break down everything that took place on Saturday night. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast. I actually do the Thursday show of Locked On NFL, so you should check that out. It would be a big support for me, and I would appreciate it, but they're going to bring you local insights on all the biggest stories in the NFL. You get a national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest stories. Locked on NFL. It's available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So the first thing that I want to talk about here as we get into the individual section is the Titans injury report that came out. And surprisingly, the only player that was ruled out is cornerback Devontae Harris, who is really a special teams player for the Titans. So he's ruled out outside of him. There are five Titans who are questionable. Number one, Dylan Cole. Number two, Christian Fulton. Number three, Amani Hooker. Number four, Nicholas Petit-Frere. Number five, Traylon Burks. Now again, Mike Vrabel said they expect Traylon Burks to go. They were just holding him out of practice on Thursday for precautionary reasons. Amani Hooker was limited, limited, and then did not practice. Amani Hooker just quit playing football halfway through the year. So I don't know if I expect Amani Hooker to go. And with Andrew Adams out now, That is a major concern at safety. Christian Fulton is questionable. I got a feeling Christian Fulton will go, but if Hooker and Fulton both sit out, my confidence that's already low and the Titans winning the game would absolutely plummet at that point because if the Titans do get that pressure, they're going to need guys with ball skills to create those turnovers. Kevin Byard can't do it alone. McCreary isn't a ball skills guy. He's got short arms. He's short anyway. That's just not what he's going to do well. And then outside of those two guys, you don't have any other playmakers. Josh Kalou, Lonnie Johnson, Trey Avery. These guys aren't going to be guys who make plays on the ball and create turnovers. So, uh, well, Trey Avery did have that one block away one time that bounced up for the Jack Gibbons interception. So, maybe I'm not giving Trey Avery his due. But either way, the Titans need their best players in this game. And a lot of their best players are in the secondary. So, that's what we have for the injury report. Right now, Jacksonville has like, Six or seven questionable players. They were all limited on Thursday. They're going to play. Of course, nobody's as beat up as the Titans. So, of course, the other team is not going to have anybody out or miss anybody, but what have you, moving forward. So, to me, the individual matchups. Number one, it's the linebackers of the Jacksonville Jaguars against the tight ends of the Tennessee Titans. So, the big weakness for the Jags in pass coverage this year has been over the middle of the field. Devin Lloyd has been an abomination in pass coverage. Chad Mumma, not great in pass coverage. Andrew Wingard has been improved in pass coverage this year. But let's be honest. Andrew Wingard is a guy who's been taken advantage of throughout the Titans' tenure here the last few years. They target Andrew Wingard. So it's not somebody who you're worried about going against. So if the Titans win over the middle of the field with Chigakonkwo, with Austin Hooper, attacking Wingard and the linebackers, then they have a chance to get some chunk plays. Again, guys, go back to that matchup against the Jags a couple of weeks ago. The Titans moved the ball at will in that game. Now, they had Ryan Tannehill, so that's why I'm not as confident that they'll be able to do it again. But the opportunities that were created 
are still going to be opportunities that are there. It's just about whether they can take advantage of. So for me, that's a big one for the Titans offense. On defense, we talked about this yesterday on the crossover show. The Titans defensive line has to dominate the Jags offensive line. They've had some injuries in recent weeks. Uh, Their left tackle, Cam Robinson, is out. Their guard situation is not great. Jeffrey Simmons put it on Tyler Shatley in that last game. So there are areas on the Jags offensive line that are not as healthy and not as good as they were the last time they played. So that would give the Titans even more of an advantage at a place where they have an advantage already. So if the Titans' defensive line doesn't dominate the game, then they're not going to be able to win. It's that simple. Also on defense, the Titans' defensive tackles, Tart, Kevin Strong, Jeffrey Simmons, Naquan Jones, these guys are going to have to dominate the tight ends of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know why? Because one of the most successful plays that the Jags have run all season is weak side wham. Now, what is wham? In the chat, if you know what a wham block is, let me know. Very interested to see. A lot of people talk like they know football. This is a very simple blocking concept. But anyways, I've given you guys enough time to write your comment in. A wham block is when a tight end is on the outside of the offensive tackle, and it's essentially a trap play where the offensive linemen let the defensive tackle come forward. They don't even touch him. They move up to the linebackers, and then the tight end comes from the outside to the inside and traps the defensive tackle. Travis Etienne had a huge touchdown run last week on that exact play. They've had success with that play all year long. Stacking front side so the team is worried about strong side and then running a weak side wham. And you get Travis Etienne in a bunch of space and with his speed, he can take it to the house. So Titans defensive tackles cannot play overly aggressive and get too far up the field and make it too easy for the tight ends of the Jaguars to wham block them, okay? They can't allow that. The Jags are going to take advantage of an over-aggressive defense if the Titans don't rush and play intelligently. Good job, Justin. Good job, Brandon. Seeing a lot of you guys, maybe not the exact terminology I would use, but it's obvious you understand what we're talking about here. So look for that play because Jacksonville runs that play a ton. Weak side wham, all right? They got to stop that. Don't let ETN get out in space. The last thing that I want to mention, I've been talking about it throughout the show, teasing it, as you could say. I'm professional teasing, baby. The Titans special teams has to be special in this game. You know why? Because the Jag special teams unit is. Jamal Agnew is probably the best kick returner in the entire NFL, period. And the Jags have benefited all year from his playmaking, not only on special teams, but they use him on offense too because he's just electric with the ball in his hands. If the Titans let Jamal Agnew flip fields, if the Titans let Jamal Agnew, God forbid, run one back, they have no chance to win. None. Not only... Do the Titans need to not allow those things? They need to pin Jamal Agnew back. This is a big game for Ryan Stonehouse. Big game. One of the big criticisms that we've seen of Stonehouse, despite the length on the punts, is hang time. Craig Aukerman talked about it on Wednesday. He said, when teams line up 8-on-8 in the box on punt, that means you're one-on-one outside with your gunners. That If you kick the ball high enough and get enough hang time on the punt, there's no way that one-on-one your gunners are going to lose. Okay? So Ryan Stonehouse, he's got distance. 
but his hang time has not been necessarily what you need it to be. So Ryan Stonehouse has to be a monster in this game, period. Um, seeing some comments, yeah. Uh, good news on Demar Hamlin. He's alive. He's always been alive. Um, I haven't seen any reports to suggest he hasn't been alive the last few days. So uh, it's strange phrasing there, but yes, he is awake. Uh, he's moving his hands, his feet. Uh, the big thing is neurologically intact. That's huge. You know, that that's absolutely huge. So yeah, of course, uh, all, all positive thoughts to DeMar Hamlin and glad that we're getting positive reports on that. That's fantastic news. But the last thing I want to say here is I've said, I think the Titans lose this game 27 to 20. I also said that if the Titans find a way to win, I think the game is 20 to 17. So I've had tons of conversations on this show, on Twitter, about how I feel, about how I want this game to go, how I see this Titans team, what I think is best for the future. And at the end of the day, guys, I didn't put any of that in today's show. Because what you can count on for me is regardless of how I feel about the game, on Fridays before games, I am going to tell you how I think the team can win, what they need to do to win. So all of you guys that really want the Titans to win this game, all of you guys that think the best thing for the Titans is to get into the playoffs and get smoked, if that's what you believe, then here's the game plan for you. So I hope all of you guys that have been mad at me all week can at minimum enjoy this one. So that's going to do it for me today, though. Again, I'll be back with you guys on Saturday night after the game live to break down everything that took place. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this is Locked on Titans.